0: Great to see you today. Well, last week was really special. Um, You know, we did a security. Security, get this guy. (laughs) Oh, no, Oh no, don't shake my dirt. (laughs) He almost shook up my dirt. That would have been bad. Look how clean my dirt is. I have had people tell me you've got uh, dirt envy and uh, just so you know before I started this illustration I actually had four jars of dirt with four different types of soil (laughs) and I was experimenting and then I found out if like the stuff that floats like people have floaters in their jar of dirt uh, what you do is you just gently fill up the jar until all that runs over and then you pour out the top and just kind of I know I've got issues (laughs) more than you realize Um, but last night was just or last week was just so special you know it was um, just a family meal in fact uh, I thought it was interesting just as I was praying over you know just wanted to voice my appreciation for everybody who made it a point to stick around and man it was just a a great time of lingering and having um, imported Italian food uh, together you know it's funny isn't it pizza and water that's all we had But it's really not about the food, is it? It's about the fellowship and the people and the connection and the relationship and the atmosphere just lingered together. And um, I was really inspired to do this because of Pastor Terry and Tanya who are here with us uh, who lead Lifeway Church and just want to say thank you for the idea. They did that uh, at their church and he just talked about how deep the connection was relationally with their church family and so um, we gave it a shot and uh, went extremely well last week, so Just excited what the Lord... You know, we used to call that potluck back in the day. But then they legalized marijuana. We had to change the name. just doesn't work. (laughs) I didn't run that one by Tracy first. (coughs) So we'll do another uh, Italian cuisine or something uh, in the near future. It's really special just to have time together like that. The revelation of the table. So... Uh, I, I want to encourage you tonight, we're going to join together at six o'clock and um, really press into a deep place of worship. And it's, um, it's a little more than just a worship night, which I don't want to minimize when we have a worship night, it's really significant, but this is about repentance across the state of Oklahoma and the restoration of God. How many of you know the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, repent... I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land and awaken the atmosphere of God's kingdom in the earth in a profound and significant way. And so um, there's some friends of ours that lead a church that have been uh, traveling around the state this last year and they've hit all four corners of the state and then here one time um, just waking up repentance in the areas across the state. And now all those churches that have been participating from all over Oklahoma will be driving here tonight at 6 o'clock to repent right here in the center of, of the state of Oklahoma. You do realize, like, when God wanted to change my life, he did so by awakening the cross of Jesus Christ in my heart, and you the same. Agreed? And here we are in the heartland of a nation, in the heart of this state, three miles from where I-35 and I-40 form a cross in the heart of this land. And God has called the entire state to come to this house to declare an attitude of repentance, believing God for his kingdom to Come on, I believe God wants to do something significant. So we're believing for tonight to be profound. So uh, please, if you would, make that um, a priority this evening. So we're journeying through this 2024 uh, year together. Hard to believe we're in February, just, you know, just all goes so fast. We'll be saying the same thing soon. Hard to believe 24 is almost over. Um, life's like that roll of toilet paper. The older you get, the faster it rolls, you know, the further you go, the faster it goes. Um, but it really is the reality, just the lightning fast motion of life. And uh, we have to just pause, take time, slow down, and allow room just for the Lord to do his work. And so, again, that's a lot of what we're talking about in this particular season with this um, kind of iconic illustration and so each week I've wanted to bring this today's the fifth and final week of our talking through what um, these principles are and these practices but the idea of solitude is when we allow you know your body's made from dirt we allow our bodies just to be at rest then we find ourselves clear minded and self controlled so that we can pray as the Bible tells us and so this idea of Sabbath this idea of solitude this idea of learning to respond rather than react actually is born from your being in a place of tranquility with God no matter what circumstances you you face anyone who claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did even when people are trying to crucify you and we know what that's like from time to time in our lives with all kinds of attacks we can actually still be at rest be still and know that I am God all you need to do is be still and God will fight for you so we're exploring what that revelation is about and really learning what it means to put these practices into motion Uh, so we want to be spiritually awake and truly engaged and that's why we're sorting through um, not just trying to be the people God's called us to be because you can try and fail I want to try to bench press my body weight and I might fail and then I'm frustrated because I can't do it but I can actually train and become strong enough to be able to do that and um, so we're not just trying we're training and we're, we're training to be and this is the statement that we make each week let's make it together because this is what we're training the practices are helping us become we are outrageously loving people who passionately pursue the Lord. With irrationally giving lifestyles, as we consistently submit to God's desires and effectively disciple others to do the same. It's a beautiful expression of what the Lord's really spoken to us to be central, um, to be men and women of destiny. That's really who we are. We want to walk that out. And um, yeah, just we're outrageously loving people. Lord, would you help us to learn what it means? To not just be loving, but to be so surrendered to Christ that you love people through us and people cannot comprehend. We are outrageously loving when we surrender to your love into the lives of those around us. We are passionately pursuing the Lord. Father, would you deepen our passion and awaken our pursuit that we might know you more intimately as we uh, are irrationally generous people. Lord, help us to learn the generous nature of God in the way we live, in the way we love, in the way we serve, and in the way we give. So we consistently submit to God's desires. Lord, I thank you that you're awakening your desires within us. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, Philippians 2.13. So we just receive that. And today, Lord, unlock for us a greater understanding of what it really means to effectively disciple other people to encounter God and do the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we're awakened to these principles, and here are the principles that we kind of see laid out for us, just easy, understandable principles. But the reality is this year, and, and I'm just growing in this, I'm just learning this, Along with you, we've never talked about this before, but not just having core values, but then having core practices. So we're awakened to the principles and we're engaged in these practices. And so to be outrageously loving that first week, Sabbath and service, passionately pursuing fasting and getting into the word. um, Just so important that we understand to be irrationally giving and generous people. We want to practice simplicity and generosity. I'm still getting pictures from people who cleaned out their closet and cleaned out their house to give stuff away. Because simplicity, when we simplify our lives, it empowers generosity. So, uh, looking at solitude and community last week, as we focus, you breathe in alone with the Lord; you breathe out, you're connected with others, and that's consistently submitting to God's desires and learning His relational disposition for us. And then finally, today, this is where we conclude the uh, sixth week of this, fifth week of this. Sorry, um, effectively discipling others, and we want to look at what Sabbath. Notice we started and ended with Sabbath. Sabbath and table uh, are two very important. Characteristics. So I want to explain a little bit of a different perspective on the idea of Sabbath today. Um, again, we're exploring this. This will look different for every person. But the bottom line, what we need to understand, the practices reveal our priorities. The practices of your life will reveal your priorities. So practices of something like where we have relationships with other pastors, churches, and people coming in to repent on behalf of the state of Oklahoma, you know, your applaud and celebration, obviously that's resonating with you. But the practice of showing up here tonight at 6 o'clock and pressing in and really repenting and believing God shows something of your priority of desiring to see God's kingdom come, God's will be done in Oklahoma as it is in heaven. Can I get an amen? And so those practices become very important. Um, I want to just reiterate for you, it's going to be key for us because it shifts the DNA. Every single year it happens. But March 1st and 2nd, we're going to have our Fuel the Fire, so I'll be focusing on that a lot as we press into this. If you've not registered, then you can. I understand about five rows back, you're unable to get that QR code. So these are on your seats. We'll make the QR code larger Uh, for you but you can QR code this card on your seat if you've not registered for that please go ahead and do that we're excited this year to to have Fuel the Fire conference for kids going on while the Fuel the Fire is happening in here Uh, after last year the kids having dreams, visions, crazy experiences and encounters with God the week after just because of the fire that was awakened in our hearts and our homes Come on, we're believing for our kids to go to a whole nother level of the pursuit of God. Father, we pray for our sons and daughters. We pray, wake them up to the purposes of God in Jesus' mighty name. For those that are hungry for the things of the Lord, deepen their appetite. For those who are not yet hungry have strayed away. Awaken that appetite. You are working in them, giving them the desire and the power to do what pleases you and we proclaim that now. As for you and your house, you will be saved in Jesus' mighty name. Come on there's household salvation we can uh, declare as we walk this thing out together so significant our practices reveal uh, these realities of our pursuit and so looking at the idea of sabbath and table today we're going to start in matthew 28 if you open your bibles to the great commission just such a um, challenge when we look at what the great commission is really all about What Jesus is asking for us and from us. Verses 18 to 20. And Father, again, we just want to um, take a very sincere and authentic approach when we read your word publicly. There's something of an anointing that's released when we're willing to slow down and read with that understanding rather than race through a text to come up with an idea that we preach clever sermons about. We want to know the power of the gospel as revealed in your word. So awaken that within us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's Huge. That's massive. That statement is, we kind of move past that sometimes to get to the commission. But you've got to understand all authority, both in heaven and on earth is in Christ that he desires for us to possess, walk in, shift spiritual atmospheres everywhere we go with the mere sound of our voice and a declaration that we make, circumstances, situations, relationships uh, that you are in, you are there on purpose to release God's kingdom. It is our great privilege and responsibility to bring a full impact of a good God and a prosperous kingdom to a a broken, fallen, hurting world. Everywhere we go, we carry this magnitude of authority as we walk this out. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, of all ethnos, of all ethnic groups. This is everybody within your five-foot circle, and this is everybody all around the planet. We have this phenomenal commission to introduce people to Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son And of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe. Here's the most neglected part of the commission. Uh, Teaching them to observe. Not just teaching them all that I have commanded you, but teaching them to observe. Another translation says, teaching them to obey. This is talking about putting the principles Jesus modeled and revealed into practice. And that's where we are landing with all of this. We don't want to just learn what Jesus taught. We want to learn how to obey what Jesus taught. Because faith without works is dead. Principles without practice is empty religion. That doesn't awaken any element of humility to take you to authority that God wants you to walk in. how many of you know it's in the kingdom of God it's humility that unlocks authority and so putting these things into practice humbling myself before the Lord in a place of the pursuit of God in the word and in prayer and fasting all these things it's humbling ourselves and we teach them making disciples teach them to observe all that I commanded you and behold I am with you always to the end of the age and that's just such a pivotal part It's the presence of the Lord. It's the presence of the Lord that's with us, that actually empowers us to effectively minister to our five-foot circle. Because when you're having a conversation with someone and you sense the grace of the Lord, then God has shown up in that conversation very intentionally. And when you sense the grace of the Lord because he's with you and you suddenly sense his presence, you lean into that conversation just a little bit more and explore what is God doing in this moment. Other times you're having a conversation and you sense the grace lift. And you lean away from that conversation and just leave it alone and let God do what God will do. We're trying to put this into practice in our staff meetings as a staff whenever we sense the grace of God and we're having a conversation, we lean in. I bring my jar of dirt uh, to the staff meeting and, and when I sense the grace of God and we're in that, we lean in and we try to press in on what the Lord's revealing and then when we sense the grace lift and then, then you know, the dirt starts to get stirred a little bit and the interaction maybe starts to happen and you realize the grace is, has lifted. Uh, then you just kind of step away from that and you say, we'll, we'll put that on the shelf and pray into that a little further. We're just trying to learn what it means, not just to make decisions, but to learn to discern. Because when we're walking by the Spirit and the presence of the Lord is there, then every decision is just a discussion that you're learning to have with God. The book of Acts, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us of what we were supposed to do. Isn't that beautiful? I just pray that we would all be filled with and in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit in the way we're walking this out. Again, just last night, Tracy and I had a conversation and and I said, you know, I'm going to talked with Lexi about something. Lexi's an adult. She doesn't really like for me to talk about her, so I like to bring her up fairly often. But you know, she's a young adult and and doesn't need me, you know, nagging on her all the time as a dad. I'm trying to learn that because I can nag pretty easily, as a dad. But um, but I said, there's something I just want to talk to Lexi about. I'm just asking the Lord, and and uh, it was a little bit of a sensitive question that I was going to ask her. And on the drive-in this morning, I just said, I have a question for you. Just ask the Lord to help me have wisdom to know how to do this. And it was kind of three parts and three explanations of the question. And, and we're driving down the road, and she just looks at me kind of mouth open. And she said, God has asked me those three things this week. I, I, and I just felt, again, it's par for the course for what we're talking today. And maybe the Lord is just helping reiterate to me. But... Folks, this is like the way we should be living our everyday lives. This should be normal for us and I believe the Lord is introducing us to this as normal for us where we learn decision making is discerning. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us as we walk this out. The great commission is a really important element of our uh, fulfilling. So I want to just mention to you this involves twofold perspective. One, this is Go and reach the nations. And so here are some mission trips that are coming up this year. I want to make sure that you're very aware of that. Philippines, Rio de Janeiro, uh, Mexico, and Africa. Those are coming with those dates. There is a QR code once again. If you're interested in more information on that, just put your phone up there right now. And it will uh, take you to the information that you need. Randy and Megan... Um, Rock and Randy, as we so lovingly call him in worship. Uh, But I just want to say we love you guys. Hold up your hands so everybody knows what I'm talking about. Sorry I didn't put you on the spot. But um, any question you have, uh, you can just touch base with them today about some of those trips because they're spearheading all of this. A little fun fact, they're going on a trip that they're not opening up for everybody. Uh, Randy, actually, and Scott Guthrie are going to the Amazon to an area that uh, when it floods people get stuck if I get this all right and they're building a gospel outpost in an area where people get stuck so they can hear about the gospel of Jesus when they're stuck they might get unstuck more than they realize so uh, I I, I don't feel the Lord asking me to go to the Amazon but I do feel him asking me to shop the Amazon so (laughs) you do your thing I'll do mine In all sincerity, this is something that God has graced them for. You need to pay attention if the Lord is gracing you for some of these trips. Follow his grace. Just watch what the Lord is doing. They'll help you with fundraising and all that sort of thing to be able to make it happen. If you feel called to do it, just be obedient to the Lord. Because the Great Commission is written to us individually, not institutionally. You need to understand this. Here we are gathering as a church, wonderful. The Lord wants us to gather, to worship, to be strengthened. But what we don't want you to do is check your individuality at the door. We want you to discover who you truly are. And the Great Commission is written to you to express your individual giftedness to the world around you in which you live. And we gather together as the church and we all help make up what the church is supposed to be. The church is not supposed to be a corporate conclusion that we decided in a board meeting what the church was going to be. And now here's the church and and you can come line up and be a part of it. No, the church is actually people and you carry gifts in your heart and we morph and we grow and we develop and we become more of who he uh, he desires for us to become as we learn more about what exists within each other's hearts. Are you all with me? Like I figured that would really resonate in your heart. Like your gifted life might have been marginalized in times past. Please don't check your individuality at the door here. Let's become everything God's called us to become. You know, there was a couple who showed up here. They asked a friend, "Where where should we go to church?" And they said, "Well, you should try Destiny." It's pretty good place to go they showed up and then they got involved and then he's rocking randy and now they're leading mission trips and none of that would have been happening if the lincolns hadn't chosen to come and happen to us as a church family how many of you know we're a better church because of the people around us well you're a part of that too and so you'll hear more about next steps sunday where we help you take the next step uh in really getting more involved and uh, that'll be happening February 18th, just right after service, just a brief conversation to help you recognize if you're just showing up and not really engaged and getting involved and in figuring out who God's called you to be, then we're less of a church because of it. You get it? So we want to help mobilize that. And uh, so come, just have that 30 to 40 minute conversation, maybe longer if Lindsey Judd's long-winded, but... Um, but come join us that day right after service it'll definitely be under an hour and then we'll get you on your way we'll just explain what this looks like for you to find your way into uh, being more involved just a very natural process for us to um, grow whenever we're coming together like this and being who God's called us to be and so I've actually put together a, a group of pictures and I want to show you a few pictures and, and uh, I haven't asked people for permission that I'm about to show the pictures and so that's always really fun um, but but it's a it's an interesting progression just to realize all the years of ministry and what god has done in this place from little kids to older folks and so the first one is thelma this is one of the highlight moments of my life to have the privilege of baptizing 85 year old thelma i just want to say to you no matter how far you've gone with the lord there's further for you to grow and then we start to see some of our kids and um, this was Andrea Stanley, who is on our worship team, and she came, you know, like 17 years old, and now uh, married, and you know, years down the road, and that was her acting out a play. And oh, I had to throw that one in. My my younger brother Chris, he is not my son, by the way, so just stop that nonsense. <clears throat> he is 17 years younger than I, and he was wearing Jinkos. Is that what those are called? Yeah, baby, those are back in now. <laughs> You still have those? Maybe we can get those back out. So that was the day that he was baptized. And so, you know, here he is, part of our executive team, very involved in our community, leading ministry and that. And who could have known that, looking? Because uh, he was like, he was a handful when he was a teenager. I'll just tell you, straight up. It's okay if I say that, yeah. All right, and uh, there's Travis. And behind him is Josh, and there's Josh Sharp back there. Josh, whenever he came, was like, again, 18 years old or so, came from Arkansas, and uh, now, like, married and four kids later, and just love and appreciate you, Josh. But just seeing what God's deposits have been, and then... Chrissy, oh, man. (laughs) I never showed her this one. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Chrissy came. She was 17 years old, came from California... And got delivered to Oklahoma and uh, has been involved in now, you know, four kids in a marriage later leading worship. This is beautiful. Okay, go ahead and get off before I get in more trouble. And just some of our kids today, what are they about to become? That's my question. What are these kids about to become? Our next one. This is just beautiful. Um, and that's Candice a few years ago and then Candice now and, uh, and Gwen. Just worshiping. What are these kids? Can I just ask you, what are these kids about to become in the Lord? And what is our role and responsibility in helping them get there? Because we have a great responsibility as we walk this gospel out. So hear me loud and clear. He is the God of, say it with me, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's say it together. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you need to think about this because we have a great responsibility in both directions in regard to age. No generation can effectively disciple itself. No generation can effectively disciple itself. How many of you know Jacob's that are on fire for God lack the wisdom that they need if they abandon the Abraham and Isaac generation? How many of you know Abraham's that are full of great wisdom and revelation? lack the energy they need if they abandon the Jacob, uh, Isaac and Jacob generation. We need each other. We need to learn from those who have gone before us of the faithfulness of God and we need the energy and strength of those that are younger than us and then you've got this group kind of in the middle i think i'm in that stage of life and we're, you know we're kind of drawing in both directions and connecting in both directions and we're just asking god for wisdom to be who he's called us to be but let me just say to you you're never going to effectively make disciples if you don't learn what it means to actually move beyond just your circle of the people that you might closely identify with there are people in this room that are connected to your destiny And you need to be willing to reach out and discover that. Invest in younger people if you're older. Pursue the wisdom of the older people if you're younger. We need each other, maybe more than we realize. Because this journey and progression, um, it continues, doesn't it? So I, I watched as Katie and, and um, Aspen stood up and did a little run through. Aspen's, you know, about this high now. Katie and Shay Schultz. And then I realized this is Shay when he was that high. I got more pictures. Isn't this cool? <laughs> Look at Shay. <laughs> Shay, he was over here playing guitar. He's he's on the worship team, and so here's his. Here he is rocking it. <clears throat> And when Shay and Katie met, this was this love story unfolding, and maturity and intimacy and relationship was a very natural production of multiplication. Be fruitful and multiply. And then I've got one more uh, illustration of this. Who's next? Oh, yeah, Angie. <laughs> this is Angie. She also came to us as a teenager from uh, Indiana. And um, this, this was her in our home. She lived with us for a while. I think that's our home. But she lived with us for a while, and our girls just loved her so much. And uh, one day, Zach Lowe saw Angie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was really excited about that. And then, you know, the next thing you know, like, they're in love, and they're in relationship, and then boom, and it's like, be fruitful, and yeah, multiply with kids everywhere. It's it's an amazing progression, isn't it? It's an amazing progression. And in the same way this happens very automatically, naturally, when we walk with the grace of God, pursuing the intimacy that God desires for us to explore in the proper context of all relational aspects, just to be really clear, You know, sexual intimacy, I mean, in a day that we live in today, it just needs to not be left unsaid. Sexual intimacy is reserved for the context of covenant marriage relationship. One man, one woman for life. No sex before marriage. No sex with other partners outside of marriage. Do you understand? The fear of the Lord would say that I want to evaluate what God's Word says about these important issues and learn to bring my heart into subjection and submission and surrender to what the Lord desires for my life. Not, I'll do what I want to do because it's what feels good to me or right to me. Do you understand? When we do this in the proper context, physically, spiritually, in every way, in the context, just, we begin to multiply ourselves. Not just in the natural, but also in the supernatural and the spiritual. That's why spiritual sons and daughters and spiritual mothers and fathers are all part of the picture as we learn to walk this out. The process of making disciples looks different in every person's life. I need to say this a few times so that you let yourself off the hook. The process of making disciples looks different in every person's life. Your giftedness actually sets the tone for how you're going to relate to people, and that's not going to be the same way that I am going to do that. And if you're trying to be like somebody else... You're going to feel like a constant failure. You are not a copy. You are an original. So learn to live from an original disposition of becoming who God designed you to be. So very important that you understand that at the core. Again, hear this loud and clear. I just I keep sensing the Lord just taking this to a reverberating. I I want to go beyond this to get to some more stuff, but I'm just going to take some time here with what the Lord is just stirring, because you need to hear it loud and clear. At the core of your God-given call and ability to make disciples is a vibrant living relationship with God and a vibrant living relationship with others. What that looks like is different for everyone But you must learn to walk in a vibrant, living relationship with God. Not something you heard me preach about or heard someone preach about or you read a blog or a devotion and you think, oh, that's great. You're going to have to put into practice fasting, praying, reading Scripture, writing Scripture, praying Scripture, being alone with God, discerning the presence of the Lord, learning just to walk with Him. Make time to calm down. Put yourself at rest. Experience tranquility with God in a world that is constantly trying to spin you up, slow down. Lord, I have five minutes. I need to know the plan for my life. Not going to happen. If that's your disposition, I know for a fact you're not a person who hears the voice of the Lord. You're going to have to learn this. And again, it's different for every stage and season of life that you are in, but make room for for the Lord, so you can grow in this reality. This is why the table is such an important part, living vibrant, healthy relationships with others, inviting people in, maybe having a meal or coffee or interaction. This this is modeled by Jesus. This is actually commanded in Scripture for every church leader to carry the quality of hospitality. The reason that the Bible says that is because God knows the church family looks to the church leaders to model what God says is vitally important. Jesus constantly was in this state state of hospitality and interaction. He was either going to a meal, sitting at a meal, or coming from a meal. Have you noticed this in the Bible? Always eating with someone. And you have to be careful. You've heard me say it. But if you eat like Jesus and you don't walk like Jesus, you're going to look like Buddha. So you've got to make sure that you are getting some exercise as well. But the table is a vitally central piece to what God is calling us to do in relationship with each other, the table. And this is the, the element I want to bring in an understanding of the Sabbath. Everybody okay? Yep. I used to uh, feel really compelled to like tie points, transition, what that looks like, I just really want the Lord to have a conversation with you and with me. That's all that really matters. So, so, just here, the table and Sabbath are actually inseparable. It is interesting to me, but in Leviticus 23, the Bible speaks of Sabbath rest as a day of sacred assembly. So, we're learning what Sabbath is. Sabbath is not just me lighting a candle, getting alone. Getting in a place of rest, tranquility with the Lord, that's great, but that's more of a description of solitude, isn't it? Sabbath rest is actually turning off work and enjoying God and enjoying God with others. If you've watched um, the Jesus movie thing, what's it called? Yeah, The Chosen. Uh, if you've watched that, you know whenever they have uh, demonstrated a model Sabbath, what do they say? where are we going to sabbath today like whose house do we go to this time in other words sabbath wasn't something we just kind of hunker down by ourselves sabbath was something we do together as a community i'm trying to figure this out and how this works for us and and again different in every stage every season for everyone's life but this is not something that you just do alone you and god and nobody else involved god's trying to get us connected in a deeper deeper way So Sabbath draws people together, not around shared likes and dislikes. Let's go biking, let's go, you know, whatever, shared likes and dislikes. But this is gathering people around, just the the commitment to pursue God in a deeper way and build relationship together uh, with each other. I read this last week, this statement. I thought it was a great declaration of Sabbath. Sabbath is the gateway to God's dream community. It's where people are just enjoying His presence and experiencing His love in a wonderful, beautiful way. So just get it. This is a Ten Commandment, right? We would agree we're not going to commit adultery. We would agree we're not going to lie. But like Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. It's the most neglected ten of the Ten Commandments ever. And so exploring this and learning this, I hope you'll just allow the Lord to give you a, a sense of loving conviction to take you there because... This has been a practice of God's people throughout all of the ages and it doesn't ever have a stopping point. It it says very specifically in Scripture this is like to perpetuate and continue. You were born for this. You were designed for this space of rest in the Lord. Kingdom cultural people have always lived counter-cultural lives. And how many of you would agree we tend to live in a day where the church in general doesn't live very counterculturally. We seem to be aligned so much to the culture around us that there just aren't very many distinctions. This has been a huge distinction in the body of Christ for all of the ages of God introducing himself through the Old Testament and into the New. Jesus modeled this as well, and we should certainly walk this out. Amen. I'm going to ask our worship team to go ahead and come. We're going to look at John chapter 15 just to kind of conclude today about deep abiding in the Lord. The statement uh, I want to make, and and I'll make the statement before, uh, before I read the verses. It'll pop up on the screen. But becoming fruitful is a uniquely intimate process of learning to know and love God yourself, and others. Loving God, loving yourself, and loving others. I, I feel part of my um, call is to break shame and self-disqualification off of people. I'm anointed for that. I, for whatever reason, I'm I'm anointed and gifted to do that, and I just feel that anointing coming upon me right now. I just break shame, in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree, the chains of shame are broken in your life. Say Amen. I break shame right now in the name of Jesus. I break self disqualification in your life in the name of Jesus you remember that moment out of worship we're stepping into this sense of the presence of the fear of the Lord and what God is trying to do to awaken that within us where we walk into his presence with great confidence self disqualification will keep you from that place so if you just receive that today say amen when I say it one more time I break the chains of self disqualification today in every person's life under the sound of my voice in Jesus mighty name You do not have the right to disqualify yourself from what God has called you to walk in. Paul said, I I take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. There are things God had planned when he decided to draw your heart to him. He was awakening those purposes. I just say wake up today wake up to the eternal purposes of God in your life wake up to the reality of God's love as he takes you to a whole new place of what his call and his assignment is for your life he is here he is here John 15 abide in me verses 4 and following abide in me you can do nothing apart from me you can do nothing verse 8 by this my father is glorified so that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples gather like this there's something uh, that happens in the public reading of your word something that happens in the gathering of your people there's a promise of your presence that doesn't exist for us individually the way it does when two or three or more are gathered in your name how good and pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity, for there I have commanded the blessing of life forevermore. So I pray that we would learn more and more to make moments like this, where we're encountering God. We're hearing your word. We're learning about the nature of Christ. And you're waking us up out of a stupor of confusion that the society around us has tried to lead us down into. But we have become more kingdom-minded and countercultural in our understanding of what you're calling us to do, who you're calling us to be. Philippians 2.13. God is giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him lord we just say shape our desires in jesus mighty name come on if you're here and you need to surrender to the cross of christ you know you're not where you are in your relationship with the lord whether you've never accepted christ or uh, you're just in a place where you recognize you're far from the lord just lift both your hands and surrender just with nobody looking around let's just surrender and focus on him you say i just know i'm not where i need to be in my relationship with the lord i just take a moment and just say i surrender Lord, we surrender the fear of the Lord, this profound sense of respect before you. We say, Lord, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wake us up to the deeper reality of eternity as we learn to walk with you. In the name of Jesus. stand together. I'm going to ask our prayer team if you'll uh, make your way up to the front. We're going to take anything that the Lord has given you. Um, How many of you believe the Lord's given you at least one deposit from our gathering today? Say amen. What we want to do is take those deposits that exist within us and, and watch. This is what we're going to do. Those deposits, he's been filling us up. And now we're just going to give those back in a place of worship as we just thank the Lord for the goodness of God, the power of his word, the wonderful, sweet presence of his spirit, the tremendous example of his son, Jesus. And in these moments of just entering into worship, let's just bring back to him that which he's stirring within us. And if we can pray with you, if you're making a decision to take another step in your relationship with the Lord and your role in the church, whatever it may be, you want us to pray with you about a situation in your life or for somebody else, our prayer teams are available as we just press in and worship, then I would invite you to come just for these few moments that we have and let's pray a prayer of agreement. But come on, let's open our hearts and let's all go deep in our encounter with the Lord as we press in to abide in Him more intimately.